Welcome to GeoInteresting, presented by the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. For today's podcast, we sat down with former CIA Director General Michael Hayden to talk about innovation, leadership, and transparency in the intelligence community. Thanks so much for agreeing to sit down with us today. Thank you. Um, One thing we wanted to talk about first is we talk a lot about the importance of transparency. And can you explain a little bit more about how you envision the IC embracing transparency and how can we maintain transparency and keep the public's trust without giving away too much? It's it's dilemma and it's not a, I have no solution. This is a condition to be managed, not a problem to be solved. But the fact of the matter is, we are going to have to let the American people have a greater understanding of what we do on their behalf or they're not going to let us do it. Now, when I say this to public audiences, my next line is, don't fool yourself. The more we say publicly, the less effective we will be. We will be shaving points off of operational effectiveness. But the bottom line is, we're not going to get to do this stuff unless the American people know more about what it is we do. So we've, we've, we've got to find the right spot. I don't know, let me offer you one more thought, okay? We are already the most transparent, most overseen intelligence community on the planet. So our line of departure is way ahead of every other intelligence service. But, you know, we're not marking this on the curve. It's an absolute scale, and the American people expect some things to their intelligence services that other democracies don't expect to theirs. Great. So let's briefly talk about unclassified data. Um, NGA and other intelligence communities are entering where there's a lot more unclassified data mm-hmm. coming to, to them. Um, so as we look at two non-traditional partners and both unclassified data, um, how do we, you talk about speed a lot, how do we kind of go through that with speed and accuracy yeah. um, and security and all that tied in with unclassified data? So this is another restructuring, but both to how much you say publicly and who, who do we identify as being our partners. Mm-hmm. One, one of my great discovery moments in my post-government life is how much true intelligence work is done by the private sector. And I don't mean intelligence-like or intelligence light. It's intelligence. Uh, it's, it's collection. It's analysis. It's dissemination. They begin with priority intelligence requirements and, and, and so on. Um, we need somehow to take advantage of that. We in the intelligence community, narrowly defined, need to take advantage of what it is the broader society is doing. We need to be careful because if we do it clumsily, we actually might get in the way of what the broader society is doing. Uh, So I'm an an American airman. I've been in the Air Force 39 years. I often say that the American Air Force is the military expression of American aviation. Why can't the American intelligence community, particularly the analytic community, be, be the intelligence expression of what the broader American society brings, uh, brings to, the, to the process. Um, there's another dynamic here, too. Let me just pile on. Um, given the fundamental changes in information and information available, we're going to have to steal less information to be good at our job than we have in the past. doesn't mean we won't have to steal. And, and stealing is kind of our unique task. But of the, if, if you have a pie chart here of all the information you need, 
the slice that has to be stolen is a smaller proportion of the pie than it used to be. And, and so uh, we, we need to keep in mind that we're not, we're not just the teller of secrets, we're the tellers of truth. And, and so much more truth is going to be broadly available if we know but how to get it. Another thing we talk about a lot is um, risk-taking and innovation. And here at NGA, our workforce has been encouraged to take calculated risks yeah. to help us develop new ways of doing things, better ways to serve our customers. What's your view on that? Yeah, in, 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 in fact, in general, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the intelligence community. It seems to be risk-averse, over-layered, over-bureaucratized, over-lawyered, over time, and over-budget. <laughs> and, and, and so to the degree we, we, we can, we can kind of shake off those uh, chains of the past. And look, I, I, I get it. We're government agencies. There's extensive oversight. We actually layer things because we're government agencies. I get it. But... but it's really starting to cost now. It, it makes us incredibly inagile. I used an example a few minutes ago in the auditorium that, what, about two years back, the president said, you know, we, we should have a cyber threat intelligence integration center. And so the intelligence community set out to do that. Uh, we finally have something set up on the old NGA campus in, in Maryland. And it's taken us longer to do that than it took the American Army to get from Normandy to the Elbe River in World War II. I mean, you got to ask some questions now. Do you think it's a mindset change or do you think it's a policy change? I mean, do you, all the above, all the above, but it will, it will require some policy changes. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a movie, oh, God, I think it's called Zulu. It's a Michael Caine movie. And it's, a, it's about a British comb that was wiped out in the Zulu rebellion in South Africa at the turn of the last century. Right? And in one of the scenes... You, you have the ammunition train, right, with the sergeant major in charge of that, forcing people running back from the front lines to fill out requisitions to thoroughly document the ammunition that he was giving them. Okay. And after the battle, he and everyone in line and their bodies are lying there in the midst of all the ammunition that was not distributed. Right? That that's probably an overly dramatic expression of this, but you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that seems to be going on now. That as we follow these processes, we're actually creating effects that are harmful to our final outcome. So, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we talked about change. We talked about change of the past. If you had to put on a hat that mm-hmm. said, "I can predict or kind of see the future," mm-hmm. what are some tools or some? Um, you know, practices that you have seen or you think may be coming to the geospatial industry? Yeah, so number one, you guys really are on the cutting edge of what I suggested earlier, which is taking advantage of the broader society. So uh, you're out there in front of all the other three letters with regard to commercial imagery and, and, and bringing, bringing that in. You have changed your own value-added formula. I mean, I'm old enough to remember that your value-added was you're the only guys who used to take pictures from space, period. Uh, now I can do that on my home computer and, and look at the table dong being stacked in North Korea with sufficient resolution to make my own judgments. So what, what's the value added for, for the institution? I think all the three letters are going to have to go through this. You're going through it in front of them with what I think is intellectual curiosity and innovation. So 
Good on you. Great. Looking back on your career, um, what's the best advice you were ever given? Uh, yeah, uh, bloom where you're planted. Do the job you have in front of you. Don't be don't be planning moves three and four moves down the board. Just you're here for a reason. You know, it's either the will of the president or some divine power. T- pays your money, takes your choice. But you're there, and and so you're expected to do the best you can in the moment. So you do it. Great, thanks. And just finally, um, our director and deputy director have a professional reading list that they've shared with the workforce, and we actually just added your book to Thank it. you. Um, do you have any other recommendations for us, books you've read recently? You, you know, um, I have actually gotten a great deal out of reading books of the American Civil War. Um, the Shelby Foote trilogy actually uh, talks about Americans in, in, in stress under crisis. Um, Gore Vidal said the best example of expository English prose he has ever read are General Grant's memoirs. Hmm. And, and I've, I've read and digested them. Um, here, here are men faced with incredibly difficult circumstances, um, making decisions and, and moving on. Um, there, there are a lot of, I think there are a lot of good lessons in there. Geointeresting is presented by the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency's Office of Corporate Communications. For more information on NGA, visit www.nga.mil. Like us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and never miss an episode of Geointeresting by subscribing on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.